This episode of Tag's podcast is sponsored by Blue Chew. Say it with us, Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence in the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help men get stronger and longer-lasting erections. This episode 253 is also sponsored by Manscaped. Got Bush? You definitely do if you haven't tried the best products of our sponsor, Manscaped. After using these life-changing products, you're going to want to join a ball sack beauty contest. (laughs) I'm looking out for you too because I also have an exclusive 20% offer discount. Use our code TAGS, T-A-G-S. Go to manscaped.com. What is going on? You are listening to Tag's podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex, the podcast. This is episode 253, and I'm your host, Steve V., alongside Jeremy Ross Lopez. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Really good. Thanks, Jeremy, for doing that dark and dirty episode for our Tag's Patreon community. We we had a lot of fun fun with it. It was definitely super fun. fun. We went all into Jeremy has some tips for you guys on OnlyFans on how to subscribe to the ones you want. Um, Consider going to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash talk about gay sex. That was a fun conversation. Definitely. Thanks for that. Um, Filling in this week for Lincoln is Cody Maurice Doggett. You may know him from Tags Live. How the hell are you? And you're going by Coco today? (laughs) I'm Coco. Hey, hello, darlings. How are y'all doing today? Good, and he's you? good, and it's not Coco Chanel, y'all. It's K O K O. He's going is more Coco Chanel. <laughs> what you know um, about Chanel? <laughs> a lot. All right, um, we got to talk about. Um, did you guys have a good weekend? Yeah, I definitely. Furniture shopping, popper shopping. Uh, yeah, funny, funny thing. Right before we started the show, Jeremy like very casually said, "I said, hey, yeah, how was your weekend?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know, went shopping, furniture shopping. I got poppers." I'm like, "Wait, what? <laughs> how does that? <laughs> what like, inspired?" Well, if you listen together. to, our, maybe it's not so surprising because if you listen to our conversation uh, on our Patreon page, the Dark and Dirty episode this week. You were talking about OnlyFans and how much fun you're having with it. Did you get it because you wanted to spice that up? C- yeah, poppers? Ki- yeah, kind of. I just i I felt <clears throat> how I forgot how much I liked them, uh, even just to masturbate. And so I actually got them because I was on Twitter and saw someone with double scorpion or double Scorpio, uh, and I remember that being a really good one. And mm-hmm. I think they're like out of another country. But I went onto their website and I just ordered two bottles just for the fun of it. I love it. I love it. Very fun. And I love a good popper moment as well. There's all kinds of videos on there, popper training. and But to go along with your OnlyFans, why not, right? Definitely. So fun. Yeah, absolutely. Cody, how was your weekend? It was great. I got to spend some time with... The guy that I'm dating, and we went over, I met some of his friends, and we just had a great time. We watched the Little Nas X video, which is very interesting. Did you guys see that yet? Oh, um, I love it. Oh, yeah. Um, so it was controversial what he brought up, uh, Little Nas I didn't Nas's. hear 
new music I saw video. something about that. Yeah, it's really good. Is it? You'd love it. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to watch it. What's it what's the controversy? It's like he gets uh you know in royal times when they would like uh deem someone to be beheaded and they'd bring them in front oh, of yeah. the, the king and queen or whatever. So he's like he's like all chained up and brought to the king and queen and then deemed to hell rather than oh heaven. Oh my god. And then he seduces the devil. <laughs> wow. And I'll leave it at that. You guys, I have to tell you about my uh last night about last night i went back i told you i went to queens yeah a week ago well my neighbor my good who's becoming one of my good um pals uh went out and he had a friend who's a flight attendant who lives in london and was in for one night let me tell you his friend my neighbor my friend and i were all in our 50s now we had so much fun together, the three of us. We were all excited to go out to Queens, back to that bar, Icon. Shout out to Icon and Queens. Mm-hmm. To have like a really fun night out to see some drag. It was raining. We Ubered out there. And we sat ourselves on the stage because it was kind of busy. And I'm like, oh, no, we're going to get called upon. Because you know how that is, right? Yep. Um after a while, after several margaritas, there we're like, hey, to the cute waiter, where is the drag show? Is it happening? He's like, oh, it already happened. It was already done. We're like, what? We came all the way out here. out here, And there's no show? Oh, my God. We were so, like, pissed. But the three of us had so much fun. I even, my friend encouraged me to. I'm doing, uh, if you follow us on Tag's podcast, Instagram, at Tag's podcast, You'll see I did a reel to, um, the, do you know this singer, Jeremy, um, Doja, Doja, Doja Cat? Cat? I love Doja Cat. Do you know that song? I can't sing it, but yes. it's sort of yeah. hit. Say So. Say yeah. So. So they were playing it and I was like, oh my God, I love this song. I did a chair on stage. Uh, my friend, my friend is filming me. I did like a. <laughs> a lap dance number and my friends encouraged me i posted it on our real on my reels page so at tags podcast you can watch it to that song it was so funny because it was playing in the bar but then i i just you know you can add that to the reels yeah and you gotta watch it it was a whole lot of fun we were i love that Super, super fun. I think I text you because you and I are Janet Jackson fans and they were playing uh, our, one of our favorite songs ever, right? Yes, definitely. So, all right, let's get into it. You know, there's a new controversial gay porn scene that really caught my attention. And I really want to hear from you guys on what you think about it. It's these recently, there was these identical twins that worked in the adult entertainment industries. Bellamy, actually. Do you guys know Bellamy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been around forever, of course, right? With this being a niche, um, the article writes, uh, the internet wouldn't seem to bat an eyelid at two close friends getting naked and aroused or even partaking in threesomes together the aspect of family crosses the line for so many people um in most cases this involved the brothers jerking off together together like frat bros however there's one pair that crossed the line or according to this article 
into full-blown twincest. Milo and Elijah Peters shooting a number of films for Bellamy back in 2007 to about 2010. The Czech twins did everything from sensual kissing to oral sex. Then they moved on to bareback scenes, which remain one of the most controversial scenes to ever be produced by a major porn company. Perhaps even more so because the relationship continued off screen. So they were reportedly, uh, you know, very close as children and first began having sex with each other uh, when they were 15. <laughs> Around the same time, they decided to pr pursue a career in uh, pornography. So once they turned 18, they submitted their photos to Bellamy explaining that they'd be willing to have sex with each other on camera. So for fans having problems telling them apart, Milo divulged at the time, there's a slight difference between us. If you observe us, when having a hard-on, Elijah's penis is curved on the left, while mine is curved to the right. So... <laughs> Okay. But um, when they're <laughs> fucking each other, you can't really see that. Well, and what did their parents think? Well, apparently, somebody who discovered their porn scene sent it, a link to their parents. Our parents, quote, recognize that we actually do. Um, our parents recognize what we actually do, and it was not good, says one of them. However, at the time, the pair were adamant that their own happiness was most important. We don't care what about negative what people have to say and you know they just went on with that sadly though to f finalize the story our family has forsaken us and we are now our own family since then though they've disappeared from the adult industry around 2013 it was reported on forums that milo is dating a girl she's like an ex-gymnast and check uh and nobody knows where elijah is and they're kind of they still don't want to talk to him because him being gay this is dramatic right jeremy and in so many i know it's kind of crazy first of all my first thought was i've never been into twins in general i mean <laughs> i've i mean shout out to all the twins but i'm just you know how some people have that fetish and they fetishize twins i've never had that I don't know why. I just haven't had that. <laughs> what have you ever, Jeremy, been into twins? And what are your thoughts about this story? So, <clears throat> I have not been into twins, and I don't even know what to say. To be honest, <laughs> I know it's kind of a lot. It's kind of really wrong, in my opinion, and <laughs> that's that on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think, Cody, what is your first thought when this article calls it, because it's clearly this article that I ripped it from that calls it the most controversial gay porn scene. When you already talk about porn, it, it can be controversial in many ways, and I'm sure there's been a lot of controversy in porn throughout the years. Do you think it's the most controversial that you've heard of, Cody? Yeah, I'm, I think that this is one of the most, it's up there. It's probably like one or two for sure, because having sex, I think about having sex with my brother and it's like disgusting. So oh my God. I can, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> said that. So, I know, right? But see, that's what it kind of, I had to 
you know, envision in order to take me out of the fantasy because porn is just a fantasy at the end of the day. So I look at it like through that lens and I, I couldn't uh, advocate for it anymore or get off to it anymore because it's, it's not for me. It's, I just don't find it appealing anymore. In so many ways to me, it's a tragic story because they were so young. You know, I, I would imagine that if I were a twin and I was feeling my sexuality, I remember having a best friend when I was a gymnast back in the day. And we did explore that. We didn't know we were gay or not, but we kind of felt each other up and did all that kind of stuff. I would imagine if I was, oftentimes twins talk about how their connection and the the thing about it is that they were so young when they started doing that, 15 and then at 18, they we're going to talk about another story in a minute about somebody else's porn experience and how they got out. These guys got wrote into Bell and Me, which if many of you know, features, at least when I was following them a lot, you know, beautiful, perfect skinned models, right? Mm-hmm. These guys, I think they didn't have the wherewithal to think this through and, and got themselves into you know, the psychology of it is really what strikes me is that I don't think they really thought this through. And clearly Bellamy was about wanting to make that coin. So, oh, yeah. you know, when they got that email from those 18 year old twins, they, they didn't, I'm sure they weren't like, do you really want to think about this? They were all about the coin <laughs> and thinking about their audience and, the sad part is how they play this out is that ultimately, as we read in the story, that they didn't want to do this anymore. And then it did affect their relationship with their family and that they don't even talk to this one seemingly outcasted twin. And now they're forever. I mean, this story shows memes of them gift files of them like fucking and that will ever be ingrained on the internet and i think the psychological aspects of this are long-standing you know i don't know that's just kind of my thoughts on it in a in another related story of a guy porn former porn star that uh used to go by frankie valenti and do you guys know frankie valenti no, uh, I think I've, I've heard the name before. You know I don't know I'm, where from, I'm not though. sure if I'm getting this right, because actually uh, Frankie Valenti, formerly known as Johnny Hazard. OK, Johnny Hazard is the porn name. Uh, the uh, reason, Well, I know that name for sure. OK, sorry. So, OK, so it's Johnny Hazard was the porn name. His real name is Frankie Valenti. The reason why this is sort of related about a guy getting into porn, I'm going to read you something in a second and have you guys weigh in. We actually got to know him. My sister and I had a Progressive Pulse, a production company, and we interviewed him for a film, Tiger Orange. You guys should look it up on it's you can like watch it now. It came out maybe five or six years ago. It's a really good coming of age gay tale film, and I really enjoyed it. He turned out to be a good actor in this film as well. So he's been quoted, he, he has a, he's gotten really creative. He's always been creative. He has a company out right now that has made masks. He's an artist. He repurposes various objects and kind of sells them. And so he's really cool. And when asked, um, 
is what did he think about porn and his time in porn? He said, honestly, it wasn't not hot at all, not sexy, scripted. He rarely had fun doing it. He only did it for the money and the travel. And he's glad, but he has some good memories on it. Does that surprise you, Jeremy, when you hear like um, his viewpoint? And he had a positive experience because he made money, but it was a job. I mean, it honestly doesn't, but it doesn't surprise me because of the fact that it, it really ends up being your profession at the moment or if forever. So, I mean, when you do it, it's still tedious and it ends up being like any other job that gets old and you are ready to clock out and all that kind of stuff. So I, I'm not surprised that it has uh, this similar aspects of every like nine to five or other job whether they're similar or not uh it doesn't surprise me that that would be someone's feelings towards it also we interviewed many porn stars in the past and have been friends with a few of them that have said how tedious and just time consuming and grueling certain scenes can be and reiterating the same exact acts over and over to get a scene and injecting and pumping and all that shit. So, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it that you don't see because it's supposed to look seamless and flawless and well lit and airbrushed and all of that. So I could imagine how it would be exhausting, much like other jobs are. Yeah, and Cody, it's interesting because in reading, I met him. He was super nice. I was once in P Town, and we went to because everything in P Town closes at one a.m. and you're like, mm-hmm. where where do we go now, right? And one time I got invited, <laughs> and it turns out it was um, Frankie Valenti or Johnny Hazard, and he was throwing this after party, and it was so fun. He was couldn't be kinder. And I was like, oh, my sister just interviewed you for your film. And he was the nicest guy ever. And it looks like he got into porn at a more adult age, got his money and got out and had a good experience. In relation to the last story that we talked about, the 18, when they got into it, those twins. Mm -hmm. um, What are your first thoughts when you hear this on how porn is not that exciting as a job career and these two contrary stories well just from what jeremy said it puts gives a whole new meaning to putting in work for sure because (laughs) that sounds very it sounds tedious and it sounds like something i would never want to go through now i don't even want to start only fans anymore so i (laughs) like (laughs) uh i can't agree more with what the sentiments that Jeremy just expressed, because I think that it's it's just it's just a lot of work, and I can see how those two, the the Peters twins, got roped into it with the money and the the fame and this and the travel, all those things, and you know you get so blinded by those by those lights that you can't see, and you make unwise decisions unfortunately so yeah and people it's just sad people forget that you know it's often it's alluring um a couple more questions for you cody a have you ever thought mm-hmm. about being a porn star and b before you answer that question <laughs> you as a life coach and doing you know a singer performer mm-hmm. do you is there some you know, when you when you think about these porn stars and they work under studio and contract and there's a bunch of people, is there 
it may take a little bit longer, but is could is it often more gratifying working for yourself and creating your own projects on your own? Oh yeah. So I've definitely thought about being a porn star before, but as we all know, as I've stated before, I have a I have a camera phobia, so I does that doesn't sound like something that would go along. <laughs> what it wouldn't pair well with being a porn star, and unfortunately, like sex and camera just don't work well with for me together. Um, and as far as what was the second part like of the question? Working under a studio and the difference between working for yourself and oh, creating content. Okay. And Jeremy and I talk a lot oh, about OnlyFans yeah. and the people that create their own content. Yeah, being an independent artist is probably the best way to go, honestly. Especially nowadays when there's so many more outlets for you to get your name out there and to and exposure as far as like you can be on Instagram and Twitter and, and pop off and you don't need a, a studio taking a percentage of your money and, you know, having you under contract and, and telling you what you can and can't do. It, it's basically limiting you and controlling you. So, yeah, I, I think that being an independent artist is the way to go nowadays. And Jeremy, I think I know the answer, but have you ever thought of being in porn? Um, and have you ever thought about art directing because you're such an artist in that way? Definitely not. I mean, not for either. I think I, I could I could pick and point out how to make a good scene and uh, definitely direct, but it's just not something that I've ever had interest in. And yeah. I honestly like the real porn so much better. Like, I definitely would pick OnlyFans porn over shit that you find on Pornhub and Lucas yeah, Entertainment and Bellamy and all that shit. I would rather uh, resort to amateur porn any day. Yeah, and for me... It's so much hotter. I don't like perfect, airbrushed, well-lit, golden porn at all. Yeah, and for me, I'm such a control freak that I'd want the whole studio experience, but I also agree with you that I'm more into the kind of OnlyFans content right now and not that airbrush, so it doesn't really work, and I would feel like I was always under, under the gun to produce... And mm -hmm. I would be so concerned about my look and everything too much. It would just, you know, I love doing like our show and what we do. Mm -hmm. And, but I'm not, it would too, I couldn't handle it. It would be too much. Yeah. Hey guys, your buddy Steve V here. And coming up, I'm about to tell you about an F buddy experience that is pretty hot and you got to hear about it. But one of the things I like to do with him is flip. And it's not exactly always what you think. I also love oral re reciprocating. You know what I mean? When you lay on the bed and he lays on the bed and his head is by your feet, you know what I'm talking about. Oral flipping is what I'm calling it. Well, whenever I get together with him, I want to make sure that I have a good, solid erection. And the, one of the best things I can do is to take Blue Chew's tablets. Ultimately, they bring me confidence. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but it's in a chewable form and at the fraction of the cost. I love it. I put them in my pocket all the time when I'm out and about and tear it open. Good to go. For me, at least, it's a solid erection. Blue Chew's 
tablets help men achieve harder, stronger erections to combat all forms of erectile dysfunction. Blue Chew also is an online prescription service, so you don't even have to visit your doctor, no awkward conversations, you don't even have to wait at the pharmacy. And you know what? It ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is totally simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. And Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredients and strength of your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? I know I don't. No problem here. Blue Chew's Sidoninophil and Tadafil are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct. So it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Well, I've got a special deal for you tags people. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code TAGS, T-A-G-S, at checkout. Just pay the $5 shipping. So go to bluechew.com, use our promo code TAGS, T-A-G-S, to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring TAGS Podcast. All right, well, moving on, you know, we've been talking a lot about on both shows, the hashtag Stop Asian Hate. And there's... Um, I'm going to post this on tagspodcast.com. There's a photographer, Terry Hastings Photography, and he decided to write into The Advocate and share with him his series on the joy and beauty of Asian American men. Uh, he write, I was just scrolling through a lot of the pictures, and they're really beautiful, hot, um, wow. everything. And he, I, a lot of these, I got the idea that he maybe took these a while ago. He writes, in light of the recent increase of Asian hate crimes, I am sending you, the advocate, uh, some Asian beauty, Asian awareness, Asian American photos. Not only is Asian hate growing in American culture, it has always been a part of the gay community, he writes. No fats, no femmes, no Asians is all too common on Grindr, and it needs to be addressed, he writes. Terry prints his photography on metal. I love that procedure, by the way, um, printing on metal. It's so cool. And they are available uh, at reasonable prices. Again, I'll post this up. He also shows at various uh, galleries. You know, it it struck me in a lot of different ways. I love that he did this, that he sent in. um, Because as Cody and I were talking about the other day on Tags Live, just taking it, the hatred within the Asian community in our own community is quite large. I can remember as a young 20-year-old Latino being approached by a photographer when I had a lot of hatred towards me or, you know, calling me names for being dark-skinned or Latino. When the photographer shot me, I felt recognized and just, I think that's the word that I really felt he Mm -hmm. I never got comfortable with you know you're hot you're beautiful I was always like oh but I did feel recognized and I think it's a really good Mm. thing I mean Cody what are your first thoughts when you hear about like this Terry Hastings photography coming out at this time yeah I think it's amazing and I think there are beautiful people of all shades and all colors but 
I really love Asian men. I've always thought that they were attractive. Like you'll never find that in a profile that I <laughs> that I have up on Grinder or Scruff or anything. So I think it's great that he's ex- allowing Asian men to get more exposure because they definitely need it as far as the gay community is con- concerned because we they have been, I, I feel like they've been kind of on the lower side of the spectrum as far as what is generally con- considered attractive. And I, I really hear you with, with the whole, what struck me with what you shared was the whole validation of being seen. So yeah. I think that that's going to provide a lot of that for the Asian gay community. And I think that's an amazing thing. So I have to check that out. Yeah. And Jeremy, it's interesting because, you know, oftentimes people have in our culture in general, sexualized Asian women, right. But Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. men at all. Um, What do you, what are your thoughts about this when you see, because we're all sexy, we can all be beautiful. We go, but has there been a lack of representation in our community of, you know, a sexy Asian man or just putting them out there more, a lack thereof. Yeah, definitely. I think they've been marginalized as uh, just a race in general. And I think that they don't get enough exposure in all facets of life, like reality TV and movies and film and our gay community and uh, just on the cover of magazines and just in all different facets of life. I think that they're, they definitely fall into that realm of a minority that's not, there's never a focus on and Mm -hmm. definitely not given enough light or shed enough light on their culture and their beauty as any other, uh, any other walk of life. Yeah, I, I totally agree with both of you guys. And to me, representation as we're learning, and it's so crazy at 2021 that we're still you know, nicking at the wall of this stuff of representation matters. It just matters. And, you know, to be seen, whether it's yourself or somebody that looks like you. And when we bring it back to our LGBTQ community, it it really does matter. Um, And it's crazy that we're still having these conversations, but it's important. And I applaud that. I will put it up on tagspodcast.com. Hey, It's me, Steve V, host of Tag's podcast. As spring is sprung and we're all getting out and about, getting our groove on back in the... Did you hear my story about dancing on my Tag's podcast Instagram story? I don't know what's come over me. I think we're all just ready to get out and about. And I got to tell you, Manscaped has got the products to get you going Before I tell you about all of the products you can get on Manscaped, I have to tell you about my favorite product. It's called the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, making sure your balls are smelling majestic before your date or your grinder date. And if you live in a big city like me, when I'm out and about, I put this thing on now before I go out, and I could be hiking, walking around New York City, touch my balls just to check. You know, we look at our teeth. Honestly, still fresh. I love the scent of Manscaped. You can also carry around the Crop Reviver. It's a ball toner, a spray-on testy toner. So what I like to do is carry, put on the Crop Preserver after I shower, but carry the ball toner, Crop Reviver, 
along with me as I'm out and about all day long. So one thing I want to tell you about is their Perfect Package 3.0 kit. It comes with the main item, the Essential Lawnmower 3.0 Waterproof Cordless Body Trimmer, plus a ton of other liquid formulations like I just talked about. This is all good for your grooming routine. This is the best trimmer on to help you trim up the hedges. This trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When you trim your hedges, the tree stands taller. I tried it, it really does work. And in this perfect package, you'll get what I was talking about earlier, the crop preserver. You'll also get the crop reviver. Be sure to add their refined cologne to your arsenal. With a perfect package performance package purchase, you get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, 39 value, and the Patented High Performance Reduced Chafing Manscaped Boxers. I love them. So get 20% off plus free shipping with our code, TAGS, T-A-G-S. Simply go to manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for your bush trimming experience. Moving on, there's a recent Reddit that I caught my eye. I really wanted you guys to weigh in. Somebody, yeah. So this guy writes, (laughs) uh, any other gay guys just not into anal sex? Hmm. So (laughs) he writes, I feel like there is so much pressure for us to be into anal and identify with being a top verse bottom but i'm neither he writes i've tried it and it just isn't for me there's so many other ways to be intimate that i prefer and before i get your guys's viewpoint somebody writes uh it's pretty common somebody writes for people to not enjoy anal a lot of people's expectations of normal sexuality come from porn where anal sex is expected but anal isn't the be-all end-all of sex and somebody else writes sure plenty of guys are just sides have you heard of that guys sides if you're into can you tell me what that is i don't know what that is i think it means you're not into anal sex and we'll look that up yeah not into anal uh the guy writes i'm verse myself but i don't think it's weird to not be into anal i have some things to say but um we'll start with you jeremy what were your thoughts um about i i I find it to be something that is amazing and it's really uh just part of what makes sex sexy to me specifically uh, I also find that it's in our realm of like men on men. It's just a beautiful thing that we can perform and do. And I don't know, it's just definitely an aspect of sexuality for me. It adds to sex for me. And it's definitely something that I enjoy. And I, and I definitely agree with uh, the statement about the labels and worrying about which one you are and which one you aren't and things like that. But I think when you end up deciding what you, with more practice, you end up finding out what it is that you love the most sexually, then I say stick to it. And I I do enjoy in some facets trying new things, but I think anal is just definitely something that I don't know, I would say is part of just being gay and being with another man. And 
if you're not into it, then just don't do it. Yeah, there's so much that you said that I totally agree with in terms of, um, I mean, yeah, you don't have to do it if you don't want to, but it's this whole pandemic year, Twilight Zone, that we've been in, we've talked so much on both shows about exploring new things, obviously not always getting together with partners. And one of the things um, we've talked about is date night with yourself. And we've talked about different people that have never wanted to explore anal, anal sex, buying toys. And when you have a prostate, it can be stimulated. And I've talked about it on the show with other people that they've said the prostate is can be stimulated and everybody has every guy has one and it it doesn't have to be anal sex but to your Mm -hmm. other point of it being daunting yes i think there can often if you just go on the apps and somebody says they're into this or and you feel that need to identify as top bottom which is why i don't always like the apps too much because Mm -hmm. those categories or that pressure to be you know what if you just a lot of people, it takes a lot of gumption to even meet up with somebody. And then when you do, do you have to already state that you're going to then do this or that? And, you, you know, I can't tell you how many times when I rarely do go on, people are immediately to that or just jumping to categories that mm-hmm. parting's a big one lately when I'm and I'm like, oh, my God, I just don't even chat anymore if I see that. because <laughs> <laughs> I, do, um, I do the same. Yeah, and it's such a natural for so many people. But if you're trying to explore, um, I don't know, Cody, what are your thoughts? Do you think this guy is missing out when he he makes the claim any other gay guys just not into anal sex? We may not really be into it until you try it out. And it could be an exploration of your prostate and start small and then go macro. Look, um, so... Life in and sexuality is definitely a journey. If you're if he's not into it right now, I'd say don't do it. There's so many other things that you can do. And personally, for me, I love anal sex and but sometimes it's not it's not practical to do all the time. So that I found other ways to make it to make sexual enjoyment happen. I I love to eat ass. I love giving head. I love doing so many other things. There's so many other things to explore. But sticking with the whole sexuality is a journey thing, he shouldn't rule it out because he doesn't know how his life is going to evolve and how his sexuality is going to evolve and what he enjoys. So I say keep exploring Keep learning about yourself, but if you don't like it, don't do it because it's not the end all be all, like he said. But never say never. Never say never, like you said. Right. That's what I think struck me in the initial thing. It 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 can seem monumental and big, but you you know, we've had Dr. Goldstein on before, and you can explore by yourself with your your ass and see there's as Dr. Goldstein always says. When, if you want to just explore, use a lot of lube, buy small butt plugs, and you can really just explore that area, which can be in like uh, 
a whole new world. <laughs> oh, when you hit it, you know, honey. <laughs> yeah. And just to share a personal story, I, as I've talked throughout uh, this whole year, there's this one guy that I've, um, he's like my fuck buddy. We don't, I don't even know if he's totally gay, but, or out, but he's cool and spotted times throughout the last year we've gotten together he's so nice but we also have good sex and it's just we're he's really respectful and it's just a pleasant experience every time when we do well we got together recently and he even apparently on my app because as, as i've talked on the show before i've mentioned i'm a size queen or I mentioned I like a big dick, right? But that's not okay. all of me. <laughs> and this guy actually initially said, well, I'm not that big. I hope I'm not going to disappoint. Well, <laughs> I have to tell you, so I was like, I was like, no, no. I mean, I probably shouldn't have even said that on the thing. Honestly, I haven't had like anal sex in so long. And the way his dick touched my prostate this weekend reminded me that oh yeah prostate massage and all of that is and it, you don't have to be huge and he was he had the right amount of teasing and playing with it and fucking that it was like oh. <laughs> amazing <laughs> and he didn't want to spend the night which was great because I like him but oh. uh, he took a shower and left and and hugged me it was all like wonderful, right? But it just goes to show you that um, you know you can enjoy the pleasure of that, and there's you don't have to have absolutes. Like I'm not into this. I'm not. You know, when you, I feel like if you have a prostate, it's meant to be stimulated. Um, but it did remind me of another guy I dated, and I would just want to hear for you. Do you guys have? I dated a guy that I was really into for a long time and it just didn't work out, but we're still friendly. He had this thing where he, he, when I was finally on prep and getting into somebody coming inside of me, I told him that he said, Oh, that's to him coming inside. Someone needed, was a huge leap that, he had to be in love. Do you hold those things, Jeremy? Is that that important to you? That do you make that differentiation? No. <laughs> Drop well, the dick, the dildo. That was easy. The dildo. He dropped the dildo. <laughs> I just don't. I don't see. I mean, I don't. I just. I. I don't see that as the most intimate part. I find that kissing is really intimate. Like if you're there's a difference when fucking with someone that you're really passionate and it's steamy with versus not everybody that I have sex with. Do I kiss? So really? That, because I feel like I have to, that, even if I'm not really? like totally in love or totally like my F buddy, no, I definitely I have don't. to kiss him a little bit. It just gets me rock hard a little bit and gets me more in the mood, but no, not to you. I mean, for me, I'm just comparing it to this specifically. I find that super romantic and I don't really do it with people that I'm not really into. So sometimes you have sex and you're like kind of into it or I don't know. I'm, it's just I don't kiss everyone that I sleep with. And wow. Cody, what do you think about this guy that I referenced that had his, you know, everybody has their things. It's so funny when oh, you yeah. really break this stuff down. So for him, 
he and by the way he was also into fisting so he could do all that and then he could kiss <laughs> me but his one stipulation on moving on to the next step was not coming inside somebody until and you know not for nothing maybe he was wanting to see how i felt like mm -hmm. he, he was checking with me like that would be super super intimate to him what are your thoughts on that oh i we all definitely have our things and it's good that this guy knows what his his limits are and where he wants to hold that line at for as far as intimate like love sex come making love comes into play for me it's all about okay so i become when i'm not into the person and i don't <laughs> then i become the greediest top in the world <laughs> oh so you're, you're dumping in that ass <laughs> <laughs> and leaving i was trying to put it very very like nicely you got me to do it yes. for you and more efficiently by the way <laughs> I like to just get, I don't like to like suck them off. I don't like to eat their ass. I don't like to give them anything. I just like for them to please me. But you're fucking them, yes? But I do fuck them, yes. Okay, but back to the, would you come inside them if you weren't really that? Yes, I would definitely come inside them. <laughs> so isn't that interesting how <laughs> the, the, the story where we started with this was the guy, that to him was his like, oh no, but that's like a whole big step. And maybe he was just really taking it with the situation in hand. Like maybe he could do it with a random, to your point, Cody, but mm -hmm. with somebody that he cares about, he'd want to make sure it was the real deal you know what i'm saying yeah. like then he would do it so i didn't really ask him at the moment of all that and we were in the heat of the moment so i didn't break it down like our show does and <laughs> um but you just completely pinpointed where i stand on it so that's i have to make sure it's the real thing before i come inside somebody that i'm dating you know, and we're friends, so maybe I'll just like out of for shits and giggles, like just ask him, like, "Hey, when you, when you, when I told you to come inside me, and you said, oh, that's a whole different thing.' What did you really mean by that? Because we <laughs> talked about it on my show. Didn't <laughs> see where he is, and, uh, and if I do, I'll report back. <laughs> yeah, oh please gosh. do. Poll the audience, please. This has been so much fun. Thank you guys so much for playing, and shout out to this week. Um, uh, clubhouse we have a new clubhouse if you guys are on clubhouse we have a show on thursday nights from 9 to 11 called sex positivity lgbtq cody's my host on that and jeremy jump in the room if um if you can at some yeah, point definitely we're, we're really breaking it down we had a first intro this week uh it was a lot of fun and i'll list it on tagspodcast.com so Follow Jeremy Ross Lopez on Instagram at J Ross Lopez at J Ross Lopez. Follow Cody Maurice Doggett. Also, he's got two of them at Mista Maurice and KMD Coaching. Thanks, guys. This has been That's so it. much fun. Um, as always, thanks for breaking it down for Thank us. Thank you, Steve. Absolutely. Um, wash your hands, wear your mask. Um, I got vaccinated, by the way. And yeah, yeah uh, well, keeping it going but keep it sexy we'll talk to you soon <laughs>